Sir Clement Carnell's ruling passion until the very last moment of his life was his passion for ruling. In other times and circumstances, he might have made a fine king of the absolute and despotic sort, bringing troublesome provinces to order, crushing rebels under his chariot wheels, and inscribing on a giant column his exact and fearsome laws. Being, however, only a country gentleman of Devonshire, he had to make do with tyrannising his wife and children. He had married late, not through any lack of eligibility on his own part, for he possessed a good estate and was impressive, even handsome in looks. Marital candidates there had been, but all had exhibited some deplorable shortcoming, such as a mild independence of mind, or a wish to have their feelings occasionally considered, which had rendered them unacceptable to a man of Sir Clement's character. The bride he at last chose was much younger than he, and sufficiently impressionable to mistake the awe she felt for him as love. She liked, as she said, a man to be masterful. The best that could be said for the unhappy consequences of her choice was that she had not long to endure them. She died less than ten years after her marriage, having presented Sir Clement with two children, and having had her opinion of herself so thoroughly lowered, degraded and trampled by her husband, that her dying regrets at leaving her little boy and girl were almost overcome by the conviction that they would be better off without her. Where another man might have been given solemn pause by the prospect of bringing up two motherless children, Sir Clement, once the obligations of grief were over, rather welcomed it. His experience of matrimony had given him a disdain for feminine softness, and in taking exclusive charge of these two young lives, he saw an opportunity. He was a man of harsh, narrow, and illiberal views, considering the times decayed and most men fools. And not being afraid to say so, he had quarrelled with most of his neighbours. In his younger years he had done his duty as a Parliament man, and there his unthinking deference to the great and powerful had been enough to secure his knighthood. Now he was done with London, which he condemned as a haunt of fashion and idleness, and was very ready to remain at his country seat of Pennicum, isolated and self-sufficient, and there pursue a sort of experiment in authority which would demonstrate to the world what could be achieved by a man who was determined truly to be master in his own house. His tenants and servants knew to their cost the sharpness of his temper and the ferocity of Sir Clement's demands for obedience, but their subjugation was as nothing to that of his children, who must live every moment under his close supervision. There he could not only dominate, but manipulate, could bend them to his will by playing upon the natural love that even so undeserving a parent must elicit.